You're listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. Welcome back. Ah, thank you. It's nice to be here. You're welcome. (laughs) It has been an age. An age, as far as recording time goes. I'm sure in the minds of our listeners, because of the way things work out, Mm. you know, time is weird. Hopefully it's been just a breeze for them. A breeze! Mm. A soft, gentle summer breeze. But for me, it's been... I mean, I I, le- I legitimately had to look over my notes this morning because I'm like, I don't remember what I was supposed to talk about. <laughs> As it happens. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's the way it goes. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Good to be back in the saddle. It really is. Yes. It does feel nice. It does feel nice. While we were getting queued up, mm-hmm. we hear the same intro that you all hear. Yeah. We hear the little musical bit with, you're listening to the Horizons Church podcast. And I was staring down at the floor thinking, what do I say? You know, because that, that part is definitely just go with the flow. Yeah. But it reminded me as I was doing that, there's this YouTube show mm. I enjoy watching. It's called Pints with Aquinas. Yeah. It's hosted by an Australian Catholic. <laughs> and he does all kinds of cool stuff. But he has this really recent funny bit where one of his assistants, who is also Australian, calls these huge ministries and tries to get interviews lined up with folks who will, you know, Never they're not going to come onto his Catholic YouTube show. So they made it a segment. But it's hilarious because he just kind of looks off and he gets on the, the line and, you know, they'll have their little pre-recorded greeting or whatever. And occasionally he'll get a hold of someone and he'll be like, yeah, hello, uh, I just want to confirm uh, this call is being recorded for quality and assurance purposes, right? It's going to be used in maybe some trainings one day. And then he just starts, like, he, he will legitimately try to get an interview lined up, but it's hilarious to listen to these people be like, so, you know, like, he wants to come on to, you know, so-and-so show. And he's like, no, Matt Fred, my boss, would like him to come on to his show. <laughs> he's a big YouTuber. He's the Catholic YouTuber. All right. And right. these people are just like, <sighs> one time he did it and he was like, oh, yeah, I just want to confirm this call is being recorded for quality and training purposes. And the person immediately just <laughs> hung up. And he said, oh, they knew what I was on a bit about there, there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. Anyway, I was just thinking about that for some reason. Like, because you know that moment when you call somebody and you get the pre recorded, like, your call is important to us. Please yeah. hang on the line. And you're kind of like waiting in that limbo of what am I going to say when they yeah. finally. Like, you hear the voice, you're like, oh, and then, and then it's like, oh. No. Not yet. False start. Yeah, false start. And then you're like, oh, now I got to get myself psyched up again. Exactly. To talk to somebody. And I'm not good at that. Yeah. And am I going to have to deal with like seven different departments before I finally get. Where I need to go? Yeah. Can I not just hit zero to talk to an operator, please? That'd be, that'd be nice. Can I get past this stinking robot who... Anyway, <sighs> that's all neither here nor there. That's fun. Here we are, mm. back on the podcast, yeah. and in a completely, totally unrelated note. That's how we do it. <laughs> that's how we do. We don't need nice segues here. No planned transition. Segues are for the rich. That's right. That's right. We ain't got time for that. But uh, no, today we're going to be talking about a spiritual discipline, of course, Mm -hmm. which is not unusual for us. But in discussions of spiritual disciplines, we typically talk about things like Bible reading, Mm. prayer, Mm -hmm. corporate worship, and the like, you know, the usual suspects. Yeah. All good and necessary things to talk about and more important to do, more important (laughs) do those things. But my wife, Morgan, perhaps you've heard of her, she recently pointed out to me the vital importance of another spiritual discipline that, truth be told, never actually thought of as a spiritual discipline. Okay. Had not thought about it these terms until she had talked about it in those terms. And I'm referring to the spiritual discipline of sleep. Hmm. Yeah, you heard that right. The spiritual discipline of sleep. Sweet, sweet Z's. (laughs) 
Sweep, sweep Z's. That's great. Um, I will say, like you said, I'm used to thinking about the traditional stable of disciplines, but I am more than eager to expand that view, especially for sleep. <laughs> I love that. Um, and it's like, same. You know, <laughs> it's not like a switch you can just flip. You know, you can just like, I'm going to pray. We're praying yeah. now. I can't do that with sleep. That's right. You yeah, have you to can't. negotiate that, you know, you do. with your body. Yes. Which <sighs> I think actually could make the case for why it's even more of a discipline. Yeah, exactly. Than exactly. just, you know, like, oh, yeah, I can stop and pray to your point, like you said, whenever I want. Mm. I can, you know, open my phone and open my Bible app yeah. whenever I please. Sleep. Mm. You, you change this. You have, to, you have to arrange your schedule there, around it. There are a lot of things that go into sleep. Mm. Now, first of all, in case we're wondering, how can sleep possibly be a spiritual discipline, right? Like if it's something that sure. you can't just... You know, most of us can't just lay down and be like, oh, time to sleep and be out of it. <laughs> yeah, right. I struggle. Right. But just so that you're not thinking, wow, they're just making this up. Consider, just consider Psalm 127 verse two. Mm. Okay. There, uh, Solomon wrote this psalm. He said, it is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil for the Lord gives to his beloved sleep. Mm. Okay. So what's the psalmist saying there? Well, at least part of it is that there can be a real lack of faith demonstrated by our sleep habits. Okay. So, in other words, if you get very little sleep because you're either not using your time appropriately, you're not, you know, getting your work done or tasks completed in an appropriate, seemly amount of time, or you're frantically obsessing over your work and vocational slash monetary pursuits, you're not building faith in the Lord by doing that. You know, you're effectively saying, God won't take care of me, so I have to take care of myself, even to the neglect of sleep. Oh, yeah. To your own detriment. Yeah. yeah. I, it's like, essentially, you become a workaholic to either make the profession the object of your worship or make clear that, like, your source or your reliance is just on your own efforts. Yes. Which is probably not amazing. No, definitely gets people into trouble no. as it happens. <laughs> <laughs> not an ideal. No. And so when you're dealing with behaviors and regular rhythmical actions that have to do with your faith, you are now in the realm of spiritual disciplines. All right. Hence, sleep can be thought of as a spiritual discipline. See how we did that? Oh, got it. Got oh, it. And that's delightful. And it does take a form of discipline, after all, to not, I mean, let's just take a few examples, to not oversleep if you mm. have to be up by a certain time to be at an appointment or at oh. your job. It takes a form of discipline to put the phone down at night at a reasonable time to ensure that you get enough sleep to be able to function properly. All of that without, again, mm. oversleeping or becoming slothful. Like, there, there is a form of discipline required yeah. on all those ends of the spectrum. That is uh, sometimes hitting a little too close to home. <laughs> No, like, I, I love sleep. Oh, same. I love sleep. <laughs> okay, hold on. Before we go forward, when you were like, I am going to take a nap today, do you have a whole spectrum in, in how heavy that nap, how long that nap is going to be? Or do you like, my naps are just this? My naps, typically, I do not allow them to go longer than 30 minutes. Ooh. Power nap. Dang. Because I if I... No, you go. I have miniature sleeps. Miniature sleeps. Yeah. Well, Winston Churchill did miniature sleep, so you're in good company <laughs> Every day, two hours, two <laughs> yeah. hour nap. I can't do that every day, but if I'm going to take a real serious nap, I'm that tired. I'm two hour nap tired. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's my move. <laughs> yeah, I guess what I do is more of a siesta. Yeah. So it's 30 minutes, like just enough to like refresh me, give me that extra jolt of energy, and then I'm up. Because I have discovered for myself, if I do anything longer than that, it's in the, mm. if I do the mini sleep, I just feel groggy. Okay. I feel like, nope, I should have just done a full sleep. Yeah. And so I do the power naps. And I do sleep. those, yeah. And I do those, you know, I'll do those fairly regularly. It does sound more productive. I just think by nature to like to contain that. <laughs> but um, to what I was thinking, when people talk about sleeping in, for instance, and then they quote a time, like perhaps you might, 8.30, <laughs> it baffles me. That's not sleeping in, man. That's, that's, that's not the earliest of morning in me, but it is nevertheless an early morning to, to my heart. Sure. But then I'm like, am I in the wrong? Because, you know, like 10.30, maybe even 11, if we're really just getting crazy, is sleeping in to me. Sure. I don't love saying that on the podcast. <laughs> I'm like, am I the freak? (laughs) Um, I mean, like, that's pushing it. Like, I don't want, I don't necessarily want that. But, you know, then I start thinking like, oh, is is this oversleeping? Like, Mm -hmm. am I becoming slothful? My day is halfway gone. (laughs) But then I'm like, oh, yeah. It's also because I was going to bed at three in the morning. Mm-hmm. So this is like right. my eight hours. Yes. It's, just, it's a weird one. But right. It's there. Right. So maybe it's not crazy. It's just mm-hmm. a different rhythm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like, yeah. I feel like in discussing this, I have to maybe remind myself or kind of examine like, hey, you can have different rhythms, different demands, like work demands or lifestyle things. Could If you are raising a child, yeah. good luck on this episode. <laughs> Because, <laughs> whoa, sleep might not That's really be that Different accessible. form of discipline for you. <laughs> but yeah, it's like it can look different in a reassuring way. Like, hey, it's okay if it looks different. But at the right. same time, that shouldn't be like, um, I guess I don't have to examine it now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, I think it could still, if you don't, if you don't pay attention to it, at least in my experience, it could become like disordered. Yes. In the way you treat it. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, those are all excellent points. So coming back to Churchill again, as an example, when he was leading England through World War II, Mm. he had to be up at very odd hours because that was when battle plans had to be made and he had to review things and all these different demands were laid on him. And so that would change your sleep habits. Uh, J.R.R. Tolkien famously was a rise late, go to bed late guy. Nice. And so I think, yeah, like your sleeping habits, obviously there's nothing in scripture that says you must wake up at this time and go to bed at this time. Like there's nothing that strict. But to your point, it is something, again, that ought to be examined and thought about because if it's just, you know, if you're just kind of letting it happen to you, like Mm. everything else, you know, like if you treat other disciplines as if they're just going to happen to you. I mean, I think we all know Bible reading doesn't just happen to you. Right, yeah. It does not spring upon you out of the blue. And at the end of the day, too, like going to sleep is an act of great faith, if you think about it. You know, you're essentially saying, I can't do it all. Mm. Like, I do not sustain the world or even myself. God does. And so I am going to drift into unconsciousness, trusting that God will continue to take care of me, the world, and everything else. You know, what is that if not an act of faith? If you've ever had that moment where someone's asking you, like, man, how do you get it all done with, you know, they look at all the stuff, like, blah, 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 like, how do you get it all done? And most people should respond. Everybody should respond with, you should see all that I don't get done. <laughs> right. Right? And it's like, yeah, we have to sleep. You can't get everything done in a day. Mm. Like, that's just not possible. Like, yeah, you get some things done in a day. Yeah. But nobody technically actually ever gets everything done in the day. Mm-hmm. Not possible. Because you have to sleep, right? You're not God. Only yeah. the Lord never slumbers or sleeps. So... All that to say, if sleep is a spiritual discipline, how should we approach it and think about it? Sure. Again, to your point, I fear we we just often don't even think about it at all. Right. Like, I don't. Funny enough, I picked this up from, actually, this is Morgan. She was relaying it from a podcast she listened to a while back that 
There have been a number of times in counseling situations where somebody will be talking about how overwhelmed and tired and frenetic they feel. And they're like, what do I do? And literally, I'm like, go to bed earlier. And I'm like, what? Like, yeah, no, go to bed earlier. Like, and then come back to me in a few weeks and see how you feel. And it's like, it's pretty remarkable how often that actually solves. That's so interesting. Like, really amazing. That little, you know, obviously that's not always all there is to it, but yeah. how often how getting appropriate sleep. Yeah. If you think about it, like if you're tired all day and you're feeling like you can't muster up the energy to do the things you need to do that day. Mm-hmm. I mean, like when I don't get enough sleep, not only do I not feel good, like I'm more prone to be weak when temptation comes. Like mm-hmm. I snap more easily if I'm tired. Yeah. I get myself into those very frustrated places. So anyway, all that is to say, we do need to think about it beyond the, oh, I just, you know, when I'm tired, I go to sleep and that's it, you know? And even then it's like, I go to sleep, but then I'm going to watch, you know, funny videos on YouTube for four hours or something. I'm like, oh shoot. It's like, now I've lost, you know, I was tired. Now I've lost three hours of sleep. I would have been Mm -hmm. getting because I just didn't have any thought about what I was doing there. So from the get go, let me say, of course, there are obviously times when you have to stay awake when you normally go to sleep. You know, if you're on watch duty at a military base, mm. okay, there were times... Yeah. There's a different discipline I want you to be exercising. Yeah, it's like... It's not sleep. Yeah, dude, please don't sleep. Because if you get stuck with the midnight shift, you got to figure that out. If you've got a newborn, been there, you're going to deal with a bit of sleeplessness. There are extenuating circumstances that can change normal sleep patterns. Mm-hmm. And it's another part of discipline to be able to adjust to that. Exactly. Right? Yeah. But, of course, those are typically the exceptions, right? That's not necessarily going to be the rule your whole life. Mm-hmm. So if you're wanting to think through sleep as a spiritual discipline, discipline. Here are just a few pointers to get you started. Okay. Number one, know how much sleep you require to function properly during your waking hours. I think that's really simple, but how often do we think about that, right? Seven to eight is my sweet spot. So if I get more than that, I start like, I don't know if it's the REM cycle restarts or something, but I'm like, well, now I'm tired again. If I get much less than that, I feel like I didn't get enough. So in that seven to eight range, I feel really good. And I do sleep in on my day off. Hmm. That's a pretty okay. typical. I'm not going to ask you what time you get up because you go to bed at a different time. But if you're sleeping in, how many hours are you aiming for? I probably get an extra two. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Extra two. Cool. Hour, yeah. 90 to 120 minutes. So all that is to say is you may need more sleep. There are some people who need more sleep. Yeah, you just got to know sure, that. Yeah. Some people can function off of way less. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> I wish. Cool for you. I could function off of no, four be, to six. That'd be great. That'd like be just more waking hours. Like not even in a workaholic sense. Like no. Just more time for stuff. Yeah. More time to do things that you enjoy doing. Exactly. And you know, like that would be great. But I just, I've discovered I cannot do that. Yeah. You know? So that's pointer number one. Pointer number two, plan to go to bed at a time that allows for that amount of sleep. You know, based on when you know you either need to wake up or you can wake up. And planning that means more than just knowing what time you ought to get into bed, Mm. right? You know, because I think you can probably generally get a sense of, do I fall asleep right away when I lay in bed? Do I need white noise? You know, both Morgan and I like to read before we go to sleep. It's like we've got Kindles and we'll just, you know, we turn the lights off and throw on our Kindles and like, I want to read a couple of chapters or something before I go to sleep. Mm. So I know I need 15 to 30 minutes before it's like, I should actually be asleep, if that makes sense. Unless I'm dog tired. Like if I'm dog tired, I'll just lay down and go to sleep. (laughs) Yeah. But generally, I ought to know that. But also in addition to that, it means knowing when to stop with the caffeine right that's important i do not drink caffeine you know no coffee none of that after 4 p.m okay nothing after that because otherwise messes up with my Mm. sleep cycle so that's a part of it you got to know what kind of stimulus relaxes you versus excites you right so it's like yeah i mean if watching a movie before you go to bed helps you settle down 
cool. If I did that, I would be awake for a lot longer, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like this kind of demands you, like you said, not just know when, but it requires you to order your life yes. around being responsible. Yes. Because these things, like, you can't untake caffeine. No, yeah, it's like, if you've done that, it's done. It's, it's in, in your you, system. <laughs> so, yeah, you have to be, like, cognizant of that, and actually, it, it has to affect your habits and your priorities. Yes, exactly. So, that's pointer number two. Pointer number three, this is really general, okay? But generally, I want to say, do your best to not be using your phone in bed. Hmm. And again, if you do watch something as you go to sleep, I would recommend, okay, I'm not going to say this is dogma. I'm just recommending you make it something long form so you're not flipping through TikToks and reels and whatnot because that stuff is designed to get your it's brain jumping. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, that was funny for... 30 seconds, let me jump to the next one. Oh, let me jump to the next one. Mm. Okay, and then, you know, it's like, oh, shoot, I've been watching TikToks for <laughs> three hours. Yeah. I lost all that sleep. You know, again, long movies. I like reading novels. Mm. You know, like right now, my nighttime reading is War and Peace by Leo Tolstoy. Like, that's long form, you know. <laughs> you're gonna, you're, you're like into it. it there. So that's pointer number three. And yeah. then pointer number four, pray as you drift off to sleep. It's a great time to cast any lingering cares before the Lord and make your sleeping an act of faith intentionally. Like, that's just another piece of it that can make it intentional, you know? Like, that's where, you know, my mind races a lot. Like, me my too. mind is just, it, it takes discipline for me to keep my mind mm -hmm. from not going a million different directions. And so, rather than trying to be like, shut down, mind, shut down, which doesn't help. <laughs> if my mind starts racing on something, I try to turn that into a prayer. Be like, all right, Lord, like, this is something on my mind. Can I lay this at your feet and just trust that, like, for tonight, I have to sleep and know that, like, you're on the throne, like, you're awake, you know, yeah. this is fine. And then sometimes you're like, there are nights where I, like, am apparently in the middle of praying and I drift off to sleep. Yeah. And okay. that's it. So that's actually one of the, my first thoughts because I've tried this. Yeah. Just, just because, like, something's, like, super heavy on my mind or something. And then I don't remember what happens next or something. Right. There's almost a weirdness in which I can start to create a sense of guilt of like I'm not I'm not focused on praying right? like I'm not I didn't I didn't remain within the moment the prayer. of prayer yeah when actually I just started to naturally drift off in whatever natural cycle that was yes and I, get, I get weird about it with myself right and I used to too mm -hmm. and then I was talking to somebody about that this has been years and years and years ago and uh, he said something I've never forgotten because I've never had a problem with that since he mentioned this and I'll be curious if it'll be helpful to our listeners that they feel that same thing but um, he was talking about it like when you lay your head and go to sleep it's like like, imagine if you, you know, if you have a child or, you know, you can even imagine the situation where you have a child who's sitting on your lap and it's late of an evening and they're just telling you about their day. You know, they're like little three or four years old and they're telling you about your day and like, yeah, all this exciting stuff happened. And, and then I went to and then they fall asleep on your chest. Yeah, I'm not going to be <laughs> upset at my daughter for doing that. Like, that's what I want. I want her to feel safe and warm and to know that she can fall asleep right there and then carry her off to bed and everything's fine. Yeah. And like, well, that's true. How much more true is that of your father in heaven? Mm, like, certainly. you know, what's the alternative? Like you keep thinking about that thing and not entrusting it to his care, you know? You know, obviously that's different from like if you're in a moment of focused prayer at church where it's like, oh, I'm drifting <laughs> off. Like, oh, well, your sleep habits weren't good so you can't stay awake during church, <laughs> you know? But that's the other piece. Of that. Again, back to that Psalm, Psalm 127 too. He gives to his beloved sleep. Like that's a gift from the Lord. It's like, you know, I think, I think that drift off to sleep moment of prayer is a completely appropriate yeah. and, you know, wonderful thing to do. So mm. I would encourage all of us, don't feel guilty about that. You know? That's a, that's like a that's, very good illustration. You know, yeah. 
So, so anyway, yeah, there it is. Sleep as a spiritual discipline. Hopefully this can give you something to think about, look at, make your life a little more rich, better, you know, yeah. et cetera. I love sleep. That's my only danger is I love it too much. That's it. That's exactly my problem. Same. You know, I got sleep. <laughs> I love sleep. True. It's so nice. So anyway, thank you as always for listening. If you have any questions on this or any other topic, you can feel free to email us at podcast at horizonschurch.net. If you found this helpful, you know, helps you get a little more sleep, makes your life a little better. Hope so. You want to leave us an honest five-star review, hey, you can do that. <laughs> That'd be we, super. Yeah, we'd love that. We'd love that, you know? Yeah. Well, that's it for us. And uh, if you happen to be listening to this of an evening and you're getting ready to go to bed for some reason, hope you have a uh, good sleep. And uh, thank you as always for listening. And we'll catch you next time.